Hey everyone, this is James, and welcome back to the Willow Creek Farms Hoodcast. This episode, I'll be talking about the Texas Heritage Parkway, the big water tank, some more dang rocks, Peterson or Pedersen, mill swapping, and this month's Mud Minute with Jay Sawyer. We've got a bit to cover, so let's get started. They finally started work on the Texas Heritage Parkway. I'm really excited to have a fully functioning roundabout. I've heard that they'll be going four lanes wide in the north-south directions, not just the east and west, which means they'll be widening Pedersen up to 10. I'm torn on that. I'd like to see it wider. It seems like it'd be a little more safer. But man, they're really going to have to mow down some perfectly good trees. Maybe they can be moved or planted. Uh along the bayou for some extra shade because we have nothing there now. If you're feeling adventurous and can be respectful, you can easily take your bike or just use your feet down Texas's Heritage Parkway down to Jordan Crossing. And that's where I believe the next roundabout will be. It's a good place to go explore while they're not working. And also with the recent rain, the dust isn't going to kill you either. That big old water tank across from the school, whoo, it's big. Looks like the primary construction has been completed. Yeah, but it looks like they're still doing a little bit of work on it. I heard that it was going to get a fancy paint job with the geese or ducks or something similar to the Katy Towers, but who knows? I think it'd be nice to have some sort of wildlife scene painted on it, but hey, till they get it all buttoned up, at least we have an extra bathroom on the corner for the hikers, bikers, and runners. Heck, it could be a pit stop for the crossing guards when school starts. And now it's time for the Mud Minute. Take it away. Hello there, Willow Creek Farms. This is Jay Sawyer here again with your Mud Minute. Well, it's that time of year again, summertime. And as usual, it is hot, 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 hot. It's Texas. What do you expect? Also, as usual, we're beginning to see increased water usage across the district. We expect this. Folks filling pools, playing in water, and really, especially, irrigation. That's right, irrigation. Did you know that running your sprinklers just once can easily use three, four, or even 500 gallons of water? It can. And as we are all watering our lawns and plants more frequently, and for longer durations than we would in the winter or spring, we can expect to see larger water bills. It happens. Every year, without fail, we see folks complaining about high water bills during July and August. This is why it happens. But you can help save yourself from the shock of a high water bill by watering smart. Uh, Number one, don't overwater your lawn. One inch per week is the typical recommendation. I'm not sure how accurate that is. Maybe you need a little bit more. Um, But keep an eye on it, right? It's it's very easy and very tempting to overwater the lawn, um, especially if you have uh, grass that is adapted to the heat. Um, Make sure that your sprinkler system is operating properly and it's not linking and that your sprinkler heads haven't gotten buried or knocked off angle. This happens pretty frequently during the off season or when they're being mowed or or whatever. And it's 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 easy to miss during the wintertime. But during the summertime, 
uh, when we want to have those sprinklers operating efficiently and providing the water to our plants and our lawns that they need to, uh, keep an eye on them, make sure that, that, that none of that's happened. Now, during the hot summertime, uh, make sure that you water your lawns either early in the morning or late in the evening to prevent evaporation of water. After all, if the water is evaporating, it's just going into the air and making everything more muggy, and we certainly don't want that. Um, mulching your flower beds and tree beds also helps retain moisture, which means you need to water less frequently and at less amounts. Um, finally, consider letting your grass get just a little bit higher. Taller grass actually holds moisture better. Um, if you mow your own lawn, that's easy enough to do. Just raise up the blade a little bit. Uh, if you have folks who mow the lawn for you, go ahead and talk to them, see if they can raise it up a little bit. Now, this is not does not give you free license to go and let your lawn become a jungle. The HOA would have a problem with that, um, but you can let it grow a little bit taller than than perhaps you normally would. Uh, the blue bottle, blue bonnet water conservation district, and you probably all see that line item on your bill, right? Um, well, the Conservation District has more money-saving tips for water conservation on their website at bluebonnetgroundwater.org. Um, by the way, if you have a smart meter, you can log on to ionwater.com and see how much water you're using and at what time. It'll be pretty clearly obvious when your sprinklers run. You will see a huge jump uh, right, right when your sprinklers are set to go off and you will use more water watering your lawn when the sprinklers run than at any other time combined. Um, so, uh, if you have a smart meter, this is a great tool. Um, it can also help you detect hidden leaks. Um, we don't have smart meters across the entire neighborhood yet. We're working on it. We're installing them, uh, portions at a time, but more and more, we're installing more and more of them every month. If you don't know if you have a smart meter, contact TNG and they will help get you set up if you do have one. While we're talking about water bills, just a reminder that the MUD is suspending water shutoff while a state of emergency is in effect in Waller and Fort Bend counties. Now, while we won't shut off your service, your bill will still accrue and it will eventually need to be paid. If you find yourself in a situation where you are accruing larger and larger past due balances on your water bill, I'd really encourage you to reach out to TNG and try and work out a payment plan. I never like terminating water service, and I would really hate for a number of residents to find themselves with very large past due bills and no water service once the COVID-19 state of emergency is behind us. And at, at some point, it will be. Anyway, that's all I have for you this time. Thanks for listening in. You can always visit us at wcfmud.org. And while you're there, uh, make sure to go ahead and sign up for our emergency alert system. Uh, you'll also find a link to the Blue Bonnet Groundwater Conservation District uh, on our website as well under the helpful links section. So until next time, this is Jay Sawyer with the Willow Creek Farms Mud. Thank you. I know you guys are tired of hearing me talk about rocks, but I gotta say, there are some newer ones in the grass and green space in front of the school along the sidewalk. Some are really colorful and decorated with pipe cleaners, googly eyes, and painted really well. Some of them even have lyrics, and someone tagged their TikTok account, even though I'm still waiting on approval when I tried to follow it. I guess I'm too old. I had, I had gotten a little inspired uh, by all the rocks and I painted through my own just as a solid color and line them up on my back fence 
Thought maybe people walking down the bayou would see them. Anyway, I think these little small gestures are what kind of makes the neighborhood more friendly. I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see it still going. So since I've lived here, it's been constant back and forth in my mind regarding the pronunciation of that road coming by Lowe's into our neighborhood, Pedersen Road. I've always said Pedersen, but I could also see Peterson. I've met a member of two of the Milkak and Kumi families, so I'm sure that Pedersen was named after another family here in the area. I started a Facebook poll to ask how others pronounced it. At the time of the recording, eh, it was a, it was kind of close, sort of, not really. The, uh, the Petersons have it right now, 54 to Pedersen's 32. Um, and there's been some back and forth. Uh, some people say the realtors told them that it was Pedersen. Uh, one uh, of our neighbors actually <laughs> seemed to be scolded um, because the family, uh, you know, it's a family name and it's Pedersen. But then I've had other people pipe in that say they know the family or know somebody who knows the family and say it's Peterson. So who knows? It's a, it's a mixed bag. Anyway, so until we find the family, call it what you will. But I'm sticking to Pedersen. It feels like not a single week goes by without some sort of mail trouble. You know, my package said it was delivered and it's not here, or I got so-and-so's package or their mail. So here's what I've learned so far. Number one, if USPS, United States Postal Service, is delivering, it's almost never there the day that the tracking says it is. And I read somewhere, and I can't find it now, but I read somewhere that when the USPS gets it at the post office and they scan it in, it marks it as delivered. Uh, so kind of the rule of thumb is when it says it's delivered for, from the post office, wait a day or two before you start freaking out. Um, you know, sometimes a package is lost or sometimes it's mishandled. Um, but give it a couple days because that seems to be the norm. Number two, if you get some mail or a package that isn't addressed to your home, just be a good neighbor and deliver it to the recipient. If it's to your address, but not a name in your household, it takes like 10 seconds to look it up, uh, look up names and addresses on the Waller County Appraisal District website. Uh, that's waller-cad.com, I do believe. Um, I'll put that in the show notes just to make sure. But you go there. Oh, it's, it's waller-cad.org. That's C-A-D. Waller-C-A-D.org. And you can do a property search and pretty much look up where anybody lives. <laughs> um, at least in Waller County. Um, but you can do that and find out where they, the people live and just take the mail to them. Um, if you if you can't find it still, um, like if it's a renter or you know somebody who's just not, you know, in the appraisal, um, you know, go ahead and announce it on Facebook or social media and try to find the person if that helps. Otherwise, I guess it's just return to sender and let them figure it out. Uh, funny story though, a couple weeks ago, I got a package delivered from FedEx. I knew what it was because we have regular packages from Chewy. Uh, it's usually the dog and ca- dog and cat food, and or litter, 
Anyway, when I went out to get it, it was not our stuff. I looked, and it was addressed to Maureen Barton. It was her FedEx package. So I thought, meh, I'll just run it over. Um, so I ran over, and lo and behold, my Chewy box was on her porch. Uh, I knocked, and nobody answered the door, so I went ahead and made the swap, and I sent her a message letting her know in case anyone, you know, let, you know, said, hey, there's somebody on your porch taking packages. Um, but that was just kind of funny that, you know, that's the way it worked out. It's, it's like neighborhood bingo. You get somebody's package, you're missing a package, you take it, you might find your own. A friendly reminder for everyone to please be kind to your neighbors, lending helping hand when it's needed. Thank you so much for your support. And if you enjoy this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would like and rate it wherever you listen. Those small gestures really help get the word out. I would like to encourage my neighbors to submit any ideas uh, for things they'd like to hear on the podcast. Hey, if you want to hear your voice on here, make me a voice recording with your phone and email it to me. I might just add it in. Email the podcast at wcfhoodcast at gmail.com. That's wcfhoodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.